Hello and welcome to episode two of the Direct Design Podcast. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the Agile methodology and how that works for designers. Um, if you're going to be working on software products, um, pretty much everyone today uses Agile um, in the workplace. So this is something you're going to encounter if you're not already working in it already. And um, it definitely takes a different approach or unique approach on the design side to make it work. So in this episode, I'm going to cover some of the basics and just give you an intro to what Agile is and what Scrum is, and then uh, we'll go from there. Agile, like I said, is it a development methodology that uses an iterative and incremental approach. So what does that mean? Agile was a methodology thought up on more of the development side um, that was basically to get away from some of the practices in the past of big waterfall um, or milestone-based processes that were really heavy and really slowed down the development process. So uh, Agile was meant to kind of speed things up and to allow your team to be a little bit more nimble as you make um, choices along the process of building a product. When we talk about iterative and incremental approach, what does that mean? Uh, that kind of means like by the end of the process, or basically you have a vision for the product that you want to build, but you're not going to get caught up with planning every step along the way to get there. You're going to, in small little chunks, you're going to build parts and keeping that vision in mind, and then eventually you will get there to that vision. Uh, another part of it, too, is we'll get a little bit deeper into this, though, but as you build, you want to be taking feedback in from your customers or your users, and that might change your path a bit. So in the past, if you had uh, done a waterfall approach and you made this very strict uh, milestone-based uh, plan for what you're going to build, you might you know, spend a year building it to that plan before you actually talk to your customers. And in that time, things may have changed or your assumptions may have been wrong, so you may spend all that time, and then at the end of the day, you actually built the wrong thing. So Agile um, is designed to hopefully catch some of those things earlier and be able to change and um, and pivot your product in the right direction so that you're actually building the correct thing. Um, you don't spend a year um, to get there and find out you built the wrong thing. Specific implementations of Agile, uh, probably one of the most commonly used ones is called Scrum. Uh, Scrum basically is a team of developers, product managers, and uh, designers working together on uh, different features or parts of the product. Um, there's a few different meetings and ceremonies involved in Scrum. Um, so you'll have, um, first of all, you would have a backlog of stories. So these are the different little increments that would make up, uh, say, a feature. And um, on our, generally the product manager and the designer would uh, define these stories, write them up, and then you would have what is called a grooming meeting with the whole team where you kind of review the stories, you um, at that point, you might actually estimate them and put, um, you know, sometimes people estimate in days, sometimes people uh, estimate in the Fibonacci sequence, um, and there's, you know, you can kind of do it as you like. Uh, once you've done grooming with your Scrum team, then uh, you may actually do an actual planning where at that point you actually commit to, you know, this is going to take me two days or this is going to take me an hour to do, um, and from there you would plan out your sprint. Uh, sprints are generally two weeks they can be longer, they can be shorter, it's up to the team. But within um, a two-week period, you know, you might have 10 stories or whatever velocity, which is all of your estimates or points together, um, what they add up, what you can accomplish during your sprint is called velocity. I don't want to go too deep on Scrum, but that's just some of the basics off the, the top of my head that you uh, are good to know. Um, basically, it's the team that is working on uh, the product. There can be multiple Scrum teams working on one product, different aspects of it. But let's go a little bit more into Agile itself. 
The Agile methodology has a few key rules that make up the system. Uh, the first is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Okay, what does this mean? This means that team collaboration trumps working in tightly defined processes. So it's more important for you to be working on your scrum team, collaborating with those team members on your plan than it is to create a super heavy waterfall uh, milestone-based plan for the next year. Um, it means that you, when I say collaborative, that was from the designer side, you should be working closely with the developers and product managers on your team. Um, you shouldn't just be working with other designers. Uh, you don't want to just... It also means you don't want to just rely blindly on a design process and then work in your silo. You need to be an active member of your team and not just the design team. You need to work with the entire team um, and come together with solutions that work for everyone. Remember, don't be afraid to listen to devs and PMs and involve them in the design process because they have good ideas too, and sometimes the best solutions actually come from outside of uh, the design team. Another one of the rules of Agile is working software over comprehensive documentation. So the key to Agile is you want to produce a product or software as quickly as possible. This can be challenging from a design perspective as you will be tempted to design the whole thing 100% to the actual end uh, vision of that product. You need to learn how to design in increments. The final goal should be clear, but how you get there can change. That's why you'll often see people will be wireframing in really low fidelity uh, ways. Um, there are certain tools, uh, Balsamic is a really good one, that allows you to build wireframes, but it's very rudimentary looking, kind of uh, just black and white boxes, uh, comic songs and, and whatnot. And that's to allow you to just to kind of scope out the vision, but don't get hung up on the small details yet. Uh, what you need to do early is get those building blocks solid. Uh, you want to get a basic design system built early that you can leverage through the whole process. So when I say basic design system, you want to just get your buttons, your tables, your form fields, all of those types of things. You should get those designed up front. Uh, you don't want to be doing that as you go, as if you you know make a button blue one day and then three weeks later decide to change the button to red, uh, you might not necessarily have the bandwidth for the developers to go back and change all the buttons to the new color. So it's a good idea to get the basics done up first. If you're looking for, you know, which basics should I do, uh, just go, don't reinvent the wheel here. Go look at something like uh, Twitter Bootstrap. Uh, I believe it's getbootstrap.com. And take a look at the components that are included with that library. Just copy that for now as far as uh, what you should build. You know, like I said, buttons, tables, form fields, your basic grid, those types of things. You want to define that stuff up early. The next rule for Agile is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. From a customer's perspective, it means you need to be talking to them regularly. Don't just rely on internal assumptions or sales to tell you what customers want. That's generally one of the big pitfalls and you'll see in startups as um, you know, there's limited time to get things done and people want to kind of rush through and ship product. But again, you don't want to fall back into old waterfall ways where you're doing all this work and you're not engaging with customers and you, you know, you put a year in before you actually really do that customer validation and then maybe you built the wrong thing or maybe you've, you've missed the market. So you want to get into the habit of talking to your users as much as you can. Get out there, talk to them yourself too. Uh, show them what you're working on, get their feedback, and make sure you're doing it. 
you know, it's, it's okay for other sources to be doing this as well, uh, whether that's customer service, whether that's product, whether that's developers, but you also need to do it. Don't just rely on others. It's always best to get the information from the horse's mouth. Um, you're going to have realizations based on how things are said, not just what is said. So you need to hear it really yourself. Also, don't be afraid to team up with members on your scrum team to do this, and you really should. As far as uh, team up with a PM, product manager, team up with a developer, and team up with someone from customer success, and do it together. Uh, another thing that if you're new to research and talking to customers, one some of the things you need to learn how to do are uh, one of them would be discovery research. That is basically that happens up front. Uh, before you start building anything, you need to go discover uh, about it with uh, your users. So you want to find out, uh, ask questions, and find out about the basic problem that you're trying to solve for that user. What is their problem with a certain thing today? What works well? What doesn't? If it's an existing product and you're trying to do a better job of it, what's missing from that? Also, if there's any, if there was something out there they could have that they, they don't have today, what would that be? Like, how could you really wow them? Other types of research you need to get familiar with are validation. So once you've actually gone and designed something, before you build it, you should really go back and show those designs to some of your users. Now that can be done in a low fidelity wireframe like Balsamic, or that could be done in Sketch um, using Envision as well. It doesn't really matter how you do this. It's just important that you're doing it. So take some of those designs, put them in front of customers, um, show them how they should work. Even better, let them click through them using a tool like Envision. Uh, sometimes that will reveal things that you didn't realize. If the user goes to click into certain areas that you didn't think were important, then you know maybe you've got a problem with the design that you need to make a change. The last part of the research, as far as basics go, we'll go deeper in this in future episodes, but the last thing you should be aware of or learn how to do is usability testing. So once you've actually built something in code and it's available in your product, you need to go and test that with your users again. So you're going to want to um, set it up so they can actually try the software. If you can do it with them in person, great, but that's not a hard requirement. There's lots of tools out there where you can be remote and you can send them a link and you can record the screen and you can see them using the product. Just like validation, this will probably reveal a whole uh, bunch of different things you are unaware of how people actually want to use your product. Uh, the last thing that uh, I want to talk about here for the Agile basics today is um, a topic around responding to change over following a plan. This is a similar to point two in that you need to learn how to design integrations. I find it can be helpful to define a clear vision for what the product should be in the end, then work backwards breaking it up to figure out how to get there. But don't go too deep. You still want to leave some wiggle room. Nothing is set in stone. You may move pieces as you go. You may find out not every piece is necessary. You may find your customers tell you about a missing piece. For each thing you design, you should do it lo-fi to start. Use Balsamic. Use You can use Sketch, but don't make it look final because you don't want it to look final yet. Um, use pencil and paper. That's also a totally valid way to do things. Validate that stuff with customers and then enhance the fidelity once you're feeling more solid about your designs. Take it into Sketch and Envision once you have uh, shown something to your customer and you know that it works. In general, I think a good rule is to focus on being 80% done with your designs. This leaves you with some wiggle room as you go so you can be agile. And that is the end of episode two today. I hope this has been a good intro to Agile for you. Uh, I definitely will be doing more uh, talks on this and going deeper in the future. So if you have 
any uh, questions or comments, please leave one in the comments. And if there's any other certain aspects of Agile you'd like me to cover in the future, please leave a comment about that too. Thank you.